One, this podcast may contain spoilers for whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. Yo, what's up? I am Scooter Bronson. And I am S. Dot Foster. That's right, and you tune into another episode of the Viewers Anonymous podcast, where we give you our very own hot takes and reviews of movies and TV straight from Hollywood. What's up with you, brother? Can't call it, man. You know what I'm saying? A lot of stuff going on. Uh, that's called uh, the game of life, I would say. Ooh. But, you know what I'm saying? You know, this is the third pod in three straight days. You know what I'm saying? We've been, <laughs> we've been, we've been behind, man. You know, there's been a lot of stuff going on. So, you know what I'm saying? But we're here for the people to try to catch up and stay on schedule as much as possible. You know, I appreciate you jumping on the 28 Minutes of Less with me last night to Man, give people cool. these uh these albums of the year, man. So uh definitely mm-hmm. appreciate you doing that for me. But how you feeling? Everything good with you? Man, let me tell you something. <laughs> uh, excuse me. I, I did not mean for that to happen. That was not bad. I'm sorry. That was actually not true. But uh I'm exhausted. I was at work today, bro. This goddamn weather is getting to me. Fucking, it's been gloomy all day. Start raining and shit. Then, you know what I'm saying? I just got done eating some dinner. But then at work, oh my goodness, man. They put us through hell of hot water today, bro. Just up and down, up and down with stupid shit. I don't understand why we got engineers that don't know how to engineer. You know what I'm saying? The fucking oh, point of these motherfuckers doing their job, they can't do it. So, you know what I'm saying? We had to fix a lot of shit, maneuver a lot of shit. We had to Cut one part and then remolded and shit. It was all stupid, man. But aside of that, bro, a pretty decent day. I man, I feel you, man. Me. I was just happy I ain't break down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> yeah, but hey, shit, you know what I'm saying? Truck broke down and shit this week. Like it's been, it's been a week, man. But you know what I'm saying? We we all gonna get through it, man. You know, it ain't nothing that's gonna last forever. That's the good thing about it. But um, uh, this week, go ahead. Oh no, no, I was just gonna say most definitely, man. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Um, this week, ladies and gentlemen, we don't have a what we're watching. You know what I'm saying? We could play the sound for you, but that'll be all you get. You know what I'm saying? But we don't, we don't have a what we're watching. <laughs> so you know, next week, man, we'll come back. We go, we'll try to get to a piece for you guys. That way, you guys gonna check out some other stuff outside of the future presentation. So just you know, what I'm saying roll with us, man. Listen, for a nice little stretch, we was giving y'all one to two, sometimes three movies every mm-hmm. second episode of the week. Come on, man. You know, what I'm saying you gotta give us a break and catch back up with some of that stuff, so. Y'all, you know what I'm saying, just just stay, stay cool. And, you know what I'm saying, next week we will have something. Now, let's get into the feature presentation, man. Let's go ahead and break it on up. You know, let's go ahead and, and get this thing going, man. For those who don't know, we are doing The Night Before, starring Seth Rogen, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and um, Anthony Mackie. And... uh this shit was a was was a fucking laugh fest for me, bro. So, <laughs> you ready to get into it, man? <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, 
I'm gonna be honest. I'm freaking out about having the baby. I'm supposed to be a rock, but I'm not a rock. How wasted are you right now? Hallelujah! Not that kind of church. No. <gasps> Who's that guy? What guy? Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Is that what they think we did to him? Yeah. Can they tell I'm Jewish? Yes. Help. Your sweater. <laughs> Don't you dare throw up in here. Swallow it like a girl would. I need a barf bag. <laughs> no barf bag. All right, so. <laughs> oh, man. Going back and watching this, man. How did you feel? You know what I'm saying? What did you think? What's up? Man, this was great. (laughs) It was great going back watching this, man, because there are so many funny moments in here. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. I mean, 2015, man, it, it, it 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 was a good time, man. It was a good time because I I know I sound like a broken record, but I mean, it's very obvious to what's going on in the world today. Like we see so much uh, culture canceled and you know what I'm saying? You can't do this anymore. You can't say that anymore. But like Mm -hmm. this movie, man, it it was just hilarious. It was great going back and watching it. And but which is going to be interesting to hear your take, though, because Mm -hmm. You you have surprised me with a lot of your takes on certain things as of late. Like as of late, it seemed like I'm thinking like, oh, it's probably gonna be like this, and then we get on here and it'd be totally different. So yeah, I want to throw the question back at you. What what was it like going back for you, going back and watching this movie over? So you know what I'm saying. This is not a realistic movie. Of course. No, no, no. I'm talking about as far as their friendship went. This is not a realistic movie. What what three male best friends have a relationship where they give a fuck about one friend's problems or hurt or traumas? We don't care about that shit as men. We make fun of that type of shit. And they just sitting there coddling him and shit. Oh, man, you know, this is the last one. We got to man up and tell him. That shit could have never been me and my brother. Let me tell you something about me and my brother. When my brothers found out I was getting a divorce, you know what they did? What? They sent me a gift. They sent me a gift of dead flowers. Dead flowers. (laughs) They said said, since everything is failing around you, here you go. Okay. Now, granted, a divorce slash breakup is different mm-hmm. from you losing both parents at the same time. That is true. And so I but what I felt like what they were doing was they were delaying the inevitable. Like inevitable. I mean, like, because they knew if we continue this thing, he's never going to get over this shit that happened to his parents. Like, yes, it's bad. We all know that. Mm-hmm. It sucks to lose one parent, but it definitely sucks to lose them both at the same time. So I can get how they formed this friendship and didn't want to break like this bond, but then they kind of realized, like, yo, he's never going to get his life together if we don't stop this. 
I think that okay, then, especially out. when it comes to dudes, though, hold on. But when it comes to dudes, when it comes to breakups, like that doesn't surprise me. Cause most dudes like fuck that shit. Now you can go fuck other bitches. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so who was the girl in the picture? That was that was his girlfriend that he had broke up with, I think three months prior. If I'm not Ooh, mistaken. So this whole time, I'm I gotta confess this. This whole time I thought the movie was about <laughs> him not getting over the breakup with her. I totally forgot this nigga parents died. Dude, it was at the very beginning of the movie, man. <laughs> I know, but you don't know my business in that part. Everybody they it's a it's a real it's a real like moment when he steal them fucking tickets out of dude's jacket and he run back to the house and he called the phone and then he look on the he look at the nightstand or wherever the fuck gesture that was and then it's a picture with him and her. And he just starts staring at that shit and going through it. He starts grabbing his guitar and shit and all that and he get real sentimental. So I thought that like his all his heartache was just the fact that he broke up with this chick. That's why I said this movie was unrealistic because like nobody, your friends are not going to give a fuck about you in the breakup. No, like this whole thing started, and first of all, let's say this. To have Tracy Morgan narrating this shit is fucking hilarious. With his with his voice being what it is, ain't nobody asking him to narrate a real like a, a real life movie. Like it has to be a comedic movie. But no, yeah, like yeah. It, it's it's yeah, like it started out with them at the funeral, and they said that he was at home soaking, and they was like, "Yo, let's take him out, give him a drink, and we are gonna make a pact that we'll every Christmas, you know, we're not gonna make it just about family. We're gonna make it about friends." <clears throat> and now, when it comes to the girlfriend, like yeah, like that kind of that kind of added to it. Because what you also got to realize, the only reason why they broke up was because he didn't want to meet her parents. That's why they broke up. Because he... White people probably, man. (laughs) I mean, look, when, when when you really look at it, I think that the way he looked at it was, okay, so I had my parents, they both died. And I think that if he would have met her parents, I think that I don't know if he thought that yo that they would replace mine or Man, they're they gonna die like anyway because apparently this nigga was jealous because she had parents. It was it's it's a weird way to because if that was to happen to a normal person and you get with a girl and our guy and it's serious. Like everything is good. Both of y'all, y'all rocking, y'all love each other, boom, 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 right? And then she's like, yo, like meet my parents. Like a normal person would be like, okay, like if, if we own if we're on the track to like get married, like, yeah, it'd be cool to have in-laws. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So not that they would be replacing your parents, but like they could just be like another, you know, parent figure to you or whatever, whatnot. So he right. took the complete opposite approach of like I just don't never want to meet anybody's parents like which was weird but I don't know but I see what you're saying but I tell you what is realistic though about their friendship it's the fact of it's three people but y'all talk to each other but y'all keep shit from the other one <laughs> like mm-hmm. for instance when when Chris. Hold on, let me see. When Chris and um, 
Isaac was talking, they was like, yo, did you, did you tell Ethan like that this is going to be the last year and he's cool with it, boom, 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 all this type of stuff. But then when Ethan and Isaac were talking, they was like, yo, how did Chris get out get so good all of a sudden? And they sitting there like, yo, man, this dude is doing steroids. So it's like, like you can see that happening in a friendship where it's just like you got, if it's three of y'all, two of y'all saying one thing, and then y'all get to the other one and y'all saying something about the other person. So I think that is something that was realistic about their friendship. Yeah, you make it. You make a great point, man. Um, and the, the the other thing too, the other thing too that made it, because I I definitely see where you're coming from, and then just in that aspect of them being realistic as well, is just the dynamic that they in when situations are happening. Like they don't, they not, you know, something like they able to communicate with each other. You know, what I'm saying on a different level. You know what I'm saying? They're able to, to say certain stuff to each other without it being super harsh or, you know what I'm saying? Like, or being scared to, you know what I'm saying, step up and say something, you know what I'm saying, to each other if they're doing something stupid. Like, they should have been stopping Seth Rogen from doing all them fucking drugs. Yo, when he went into the bathroom. That nigga had hella drugs, bro. Yo, tell me, okay, is that a, is, is that a great wife to have? Because for her to get to, for that to be mm, his yeah. Christmas present, like that was, that was pretty yeah, dope. Yeah, for sure. yeah. Like especially when she knows, like, because like she told him, like, look, you've been so supportive, you've been so good with the baby, you've been helping me out around the house, like, and this is the last, and like everybody knew this was the last Christmas. Like Ethan knew, but it was like I guess he didn't see how significant it was going to be. But he also pouted. Yeah, like, they, remember too. when the memo came up? They said it. Yeah, like they told him, but like I think that he thought that he could win them over. I think he was like, yo, like once we get through this night, because what makes this night different is we've been talking about the Nutcracker Party for like eight years or something, and now we finally got tickets. Mm -hmm. So he thinking, yo, since we finally go make this party, we could do this shit next year too. So he was trying to win them over, and they're like, yo, Chris is like, yo, I finally became a star in the league. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not going to be coming back here to be doing this shit. And then Isaac is like, yo, like I'm going to have a baby next year. Yeah, he, this wanted time. To go, he wanted to go smoke weed with Cole, whatever his name was. Yo, that, that shit got on my nerves. Like, for him, for him to... Because, like, the way I felt about it, it's like, it's got to be like... For instance, right, you listen to you listen to Brady Idiots, right? Mm -hmm. So Charlemagne and, and um Andrew were having a conversation of like how awkward it could be hanging around like your your friends that don't like have money or not on TV or whatever the case may be. They were saying that we yeah. have different problems. He was like, it's kind of hard talking to like those people like about your problem because they're going to look at you like oh man those are rich people problems and like so it, it's kind of difficult being around a person that is rich that is popular because it's not necessarily that it's jealousy it's more of like seeing how they're different because like right. the way he was when he would call that dude and was like hey man you know let's go hang out with him and you know this and that and this and that and this and that it's like 
they're like, yo, like you were never like this. Like, why are you so pumped to hang out with this dude? You know what I'm saying? And no, when that nigga that nigga was in the Red Bull uh, limousine and he was doing the live and he had to tell him that he going live from his Sony Experian phone and then they got Hennessy and Ciroc and don't forget Red Bull. <laughs> like, bro, that has to be a hard fucking life to live. Like everything you do has to be fucking branded and promoted and advertised. Like, nah, bro, I, I could, I couldn't. That's crazy. Dude, he shouted out the phone too. That's what I said. He said he had this. I'm shooting this on my Sony Experian, some, some, and don't forget if it's if it ain't no light or some whatever the little corny catchphrase is. I'm like, fam, there's no way you got to go through all that, bro. Fuck that. I'm not doing none of that stupid shit. If we if we ever blow this motherfucker up, bro, and they be like, hey man, I gotta promote this outside of the thing. I wear like a shirt or something. But I ain't getting no line. Hey, man, I'm FaceTiming y'all. You know what I'm saying? I got this motherfucking <laughs> Red Bull here, baby. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, I'm not doing none of that stupid shit, man. That's stupid. Nah. Nah, it it was, it, yeah, that was stupid. I And and I didn't <laughs> I didn't like that part about it. And Yeah. But the whole narrative that this motherfucker is 34 years old, and like, and I think what they were not mad about, but they were just like, yo, like, we know you, dude. Like, we know you're acting funny when it comes to this this quarterback guy, the best player in the league. We know you on steroids. We know you're 34. Like, dude, you rode the bench for eight years. Now, all of a sudden, at the age 34, now you're balling. They're like, yo, like, we know what you're doing. And that's another thing where you could tell, like, how real their friendship was. They was like, you didn't even have to tell us that you're doing steroids. Like, we know you're doing steroids, but you're not, you know, man enough to basically tell us, which the one thing that did piss me off about the fact that this dude's supposed to be a quote-unquote athlete is when he met the girl, uh, Rebecca. <laughs> dude, they call her Rebecca Grinch. That is hilarious. Um, But when they met the girl, well, no, not them, but um, when Chris met the girl at the uh, when he went outside the bar, when they was at the, the karaoke bar, and so she runs up on him, and so she's insinuating, like, yo, let's go, you know what I'm saying, let's go smash in the bathroom or whatnot, so he smashed the girl in the bathroom, and she still is weak, so later on, he see her ass stealing money out of the damn, um, Oh man, out of the homeless people bucket thing. And then he's chasing her down, but he can't catch her. I thought you were supposed to be an athlete. How can you not catch this one girl? Now, she did pull, and I thought it was so funny that they even called it this. When she had uh when she first seen him and started running away from him. She had like a whole bunch of like little bit cars on her, which I don't know why you just going around with a whole bunch of tiny little Hot Wheels in your pocket. But she throw all the Hot Wheels down and he tripped over him. And she was like, he said, yo, she home alone me. I was like, yo, he turned home alone and turned it into a verb. Like that was hilarious to me. So I thought that part was funny, but I didn't understand the whole thing of like Chris 
actually being an athlete, an athlete on drugs, not on drugs, but on steroids, and he can't walk this girl down. I just thought that that whole narrative did not make any sense. So, and then, like, even really, like, the whole Chris character was, how do I explain it? Chris character was, I guess it's tough fitting in when it comes to, like, for number one, you being, like, the black friend, you're the athletic friend, and you got these two other friends who wasn't popular in high school, they wasn't the athlete, like, they wasn't really, you know, a popular person or a popular kid going into adulthood. So it's just like being that person. And I think what it did is it made, to me, it made Chris corny. Like, Chris was mad corny to me. And, like, even when he was doing um, the two times where they did the karaoke thing, they did the, uh, oh, man, the Run DMC song. They did the Run DMC uh Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. And then they did um, when they was at the store playing the floor piano thing, when they did uh, Kanye West Runaway. Like, just him betraying or being a rapper, it's like he, it's like Anthony Mackie forgot that he played Papa Doc. You know what I'm saying? Like, he forgot that he was on 8 Mile. Now, granted, the thing about Papa Doc when you think about Anthony Mackie being at 8 Mile, we only really only seen him rap one time. That was like when the movie first started, and he only had like four bars. So we don't know if Anthony Mackie can really rap. So it was just the way that he was like rapping uh, Runaway, the way he was rapping Christmas Time in Hollis, Queens. It was just corny. It was super corny. So I didn't understand why his character had to be, I mean, just had to be corny like that. And and then not only be corny, but then the fact that he just can't walk this girl down, you know what I'm saying, when she ran away from his ass and he tripped over the cars. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. I mean, man. come on, man. Listen, man, we, we talking about Joseph Gordon-Levitt, right? No, man, we talking about uh Chris, man. We talking about Anthony talking Mackie. About Anthony Mackie. Okay, first off, Anthony Mackie in that in in that role is who he is in real life. I assumed him to be the same person in real life minus the steroids. You know what I'm saying? Because he played that role too well, bro. He seems like, you know what I'm saying? Like he a cool, like he could put on the persona of a cool dude. And then, like, when he get around somebody he think is, like, the real version of cool, like, he start doing stuff that he think is supposed to be cool. Like, he told him, dude, all right, we out. Like, he talking like that. Like, nobody <laughs> talking about that anymore. <laughs> nobody talking like that Exactly. Like, just, just doing, trying to do certain stuff and, like, trying to be super extra and, and believable and stuff like that. Like, nobody needs to do that. Then the fact that he's using steroids, you know what I'm saying? Like, it lets you know that he's insecure. You know what I'm saying? He's already going through something. And 
he's trying to he's trying to hold on to this career that's really not supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, he was on the bench for eight years, then he turned thirty four, and all of a sudden he's a star. Yeah, he said he. I mean, he literally said, "I've been on this dude's team for six years. I'm trying to get my chance. I just got in good with him. Yo, bro, like." You think going to smoke weed with this dude is going to help you, like, your stock rate? No, that's not going to help your stock rate, bro. You got to be productive on the field, man. Yo. That was crazy, but bro. The all-time <laughs> character, though, the all-time character is Mr. Green. I'm sorry. Michael Shannon murdered Mr. Green, man. Like, yeah. like even, like, the, the whole first scene. And then for, for him to be the person – that started the Nutcracker party. And for them mm-hmm. to always want to go to this party, not even realizing that it was him, but he gave them two opportunities because he was like, okay, right. So he's like, yo, he told Chris, yo, I'm having this big party tonight, man. Y'all should come through, boom, boom, boom. He was like, man, that's nice and all, but we already got plans for a party tonight, nah, nah, nah. And then he's like, okay. And he was like, uh, oh, what was the dude's name? Oh, I forget what the quarterback name was. But um, I think it's his like name was Tommy. Tom, it was Tommy. It was Tommy Owens. Tom, Tommy. Tommy Owens, yeah. He was, like, he was like, yo, he said, tell Tommy I'll see him later tonight. And he's like, okay. But you also got to realize, Tommy told him that he was going to the Nutcracker party. So mm-hmm. it's just like if he really would have been paying attention, he would have realized, like, yo, I can get the plug to the party every year because you the plug. But, you know what I'm saying, he he was so caught up in getting the weed for Tommy, he he yeah. wasn't even realizing that he was telling him right to his face, like, yo, like, I can get you into the Nutcracker party because. He also could have been helpful, though, like, hey, man, you know, so I got the party. The Nutcracker party. You know what I'm saying? Like, we get, like come on, bro. You but, can't just be. No. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. Mm-hmm. Cause you gotta remember at the end when when mm-hmm. everything went bad for um when everything went bad for Ethan and he went up on the roof and uh after he proposed to old girl with the nutcracker song and she just said yes because everybody was staring at her. So he goes to the roof and he was like, Yo, he said he was like, Yo, like he's like, How did you know about this party or whatever? And he was like well, it's my party. He was like, I started it. And he said something about uh, he was watching something. Oh, it was some movie or something. And he thought that it was so cool for somebody to throw a party and nobody know who the party it is. So he was like, that's mm-hmm. when he started this because he was like, he don't want nobody to know it's his party, basically. Yeah, that nigga's on some Great Gatsby shit. That's what it was. That's what it was. He was like, yo, I was watching The Great Gatsby. That's right. See, mm-hmm. I never watched The Great Gatsby. I didn't get it. So, um, so when he told I, that reference, bro, I, I watched the movie, read the book, all that shit. Dude, I never seen it. And and I mean, and it, and and it's a Leo, but well, I'm pretty yeah. sure there was a Great Gatsby before Leo did it. But but um, was, but yeah, a couple of them. Yeah. So when he said that, you know, I I was watching The Great Gatsby, and it was you know this one guy that threw a party, and nobody knew who the guy was, but the party was you know. Mm-hmm was extravagant, so he wanted to do the same thing. 
But his character was so cool. And then the all-time part was when so they met up with Mr. Green twice. Mm-hmm. And then it was it was all different. It was Chris the first time, then it was Isaac, and then uh, Ethan saw him on the roof. So he was dropping gems mm-hmm. to him or whatever because he had him hit that weed, but he could actually see like what is going on with him or whatever. And yeah. when um, Isaac had seen that he had ninety six missed calls. He was like, oh shit, like she's having a baby, nah, 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 all this type of shit, right? So they're like, man, how, we ain't never gonna get a cab from here. And they saw Mr. Green's car and they got in this car. This motherfucker says, I think I deserve my wings now. And then fucking wings pop out and this motherfucker fly off. <laughs> I'm like, yo, these, yo, what are you, what are these people smoking, dude? I think I need to start smoking weed. Because if I could be this creative a- and come up with some wild shit like that, that's a completion of every drug that was in that box. <laughs> it hey, had to be, because that was some hey, wild shit. No, the wild shit, no. Look, this movie was what? It was 2015, right? Yeah, 2015. Mm-hmm. So this was really Seth Rogen's time. Like, Seth Rogen oh, was on a run at this point. And when he was sitting there, with those little girls, those little twins. And they said, so you're not Christian? And he was like, no. He was like, she said, is that why you look like that? And he was like, look like what? He was just saying, like, I'm Jewish. And he said, he said, somebody, what do y'all think I look like? Have you ever seen The Shining? Yeah, have you ever seen Shining? <laughs> and then they pan to him? That shit was comedy, bro. That was she comedy, said, is that why, man. Is that why you look different? Hey man, that was he, he was, was like, like, what do you mean I look different? That shit was funny as hell. Hey man, that was that was hilarious. Seth Rogan, he killed Isaac, yo. Like, yeah. even with him being high, like, okay, right? For instance, we did the Grinch. I mm. said that I felt that Jim Carrey kind of you know overacted a little bit, right? Yeah. I don't think Seth did that. Even though he was playing a person that was high as fuck, that was on every single drug that there is, he's doing mushrooms, then he go in the bathroom, mm-hmm. start snorting all this coke. Yo, it was funny when he had uh when he had got the drinks for old girl, and then that blood dropped in there, and she drunk it, and she was like, it kind of tastes like kind of like it's copper, and then like she <laughs> looked at it, and like then his nose was bleeding, and then she said, she said, did you? You drip blood in my drink, and he was like, he was like, oh man, I forgot how he put it, but yo, that shit was so fucking funny to me. And he said, you drinking my cocaine blood? I was like, <laughs> 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 I said, yo, this dude is stupid, but man, look, he, no, he murdered Isaac, man. Bro, you, we gotta talk. We gotta talk about how they reenacted the scene from Big. With you know what I'm saying, the modern day twist on it, bro. And we're doing Run, Run Away by Kanye on the piano. Genius scene in the movie. First and foremost, these are three grown men just at the store. They not even <laughs> supposed to be there. They just out the thought at the store. And he just you know so they just decide to get busy real quick and, and replay that, you know what I'm saying, remake that scene. But then Anthony Mackie 
is he found a little toy megaphone and somehow he sounded like Kanye, which I thought was hilarious because they was actually playing the track over what they was doing. But it was just that to me that was one of the best scenes in the movie because it kind of showed you in that moment what their relationship, you know, what I'm saying really was and, and how long you could tell like they've been together for a long time. They really been there for each other. They've been through some tough spots and everything else like that, but they always stuck together. And seeing that, like, that just, that, that kind of, you know what I'm saying, made me feel good about knowing that even if something happened in this movie, I felt like, I felt like toward the end, in that scene, I felt like toward the end, they, they had a chance to be able to bring it back together. True. And also, what I thought was funny was when, when I was watching it, because I forgot, I remember that part, but what I couldn't remember, because I know the Runaway song. Like, I know it. And, like, mm-hmm. yo. And they was in there, all those little white kids around. <laughs> that motherfucker said, I've been putting up with your shit just way too long. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I forgot. I'm like, I thought they were going to yeah. bleep it out. And then, like, right. take a toast to the asshole. And then that one parent put his hand. <laughs> I'm like, yo, that's not that's happening in real life, yo. That's not happening in real life. At all. Like you're not gonna be you're not gonna be in a toy store screaming out assholes. Like you're not doing that because there's gonna be one person that's gonna ruin the whole thing. Uh, it's kids in here, so like, nah. You're right. But um, but yeah, that part it, it was good. Uh, like you said, reenacting the big, which I didn't get the reference the first time I saw it. You know, I didn't watch Big until we did it mm-hmm. on here. You the one that uh, got me on right. um got me on Big. So so shout out to Tom Hanks. In that movie, mm-hmm. but um, nah, but um, but to continue with Isaac though, man, like that shit, that shit was hilarious, man. Like when he went into that church and he started hissing at that baby, come on, man, that's comedy. It was, and so, then that was, it was so fucked up. First and foremost, I don't even know how he made it through that whole night, bro. Because if we really, if we really talking, bro, it's only it's only like a time span of so many hours. It ain't like, you know what I'm saying, like a lot of time has lapsed in this movie. This is only a time span of like maybe a few hours, bro. This is shit, all this shit happened on the same night. So this nigga went out to go party, took all these drugs, and then still had to show up at, at, at the synagogue. Well, this is the thing. You got to remember, that's not where he was going. He was looking yeah. for his phone and ended up ended yeah. up being there. And you got to you remember what he was doing though when his wife saw him. He was having a conversation with one of those Jesus mannequins. <laughs> oh, the one that was sitting up like that. Yeah, man, hey. that shit was crazy. It was so funny. And then his wife saw him and she was like, yo, what are you doing here? And she was trying to tell him to go away before her parents came yeah. up. But then they ended up seeing him. And so he had to go in. And he yeah, was in the door. Woo-woo. She said, she said, this ain't the kind of church. <laughs> <laughs> she said, she said, hey. she said, don't you throw up. She said, swallow it like a woman would. Hey, but she funny too. No, she is fucking hilarious. She is fucking hilarious, bro. What happened 
to the Molly girl. Like I remember a couple of years ago, she had uh the girl that's like a uh like like an Indian type girl, the girl that he dripped the uh, the, the oh blood you mean Mindy Mindy, uh, Mindy 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 I said Molly yeah my bad Mindy I said, Kaplan, I said Kipling, she, yeah um, she she producing shows now man. Oh, that's what she's doing. Cause I was like, I have I remember like she had a show and like she was like running stuff, man. And it was just like, it don't seem like she's doing a lot now and then. Because like 2015, yeah, look, like she was running a little run. She got some she got some projects on the way, man. She uh I know she was writing and when she came, I think it was kind of like the Mindy project or something. Yeah, I remember that. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah, why I brought and, her up. Yeah, well when she was doing that, she was writing, producing, directing, and doing all that on the show. And then uh, I want to say it was either Netflix or Hulu. One of them two end up doing a deal with her, but she's producing shows. And um, I think she's going to be like uh, directing a movie here. There, I mean, here soon or producing a movie soon. I'm not sure, but I know for sure she's doing the um, TV shows, though. Yeah, she's doing something with Apple TV, the morning show. Uh, but she was uh, mm. four episodes on that. Um, she was in um uh, Monsters at Work ten episodes that, but that's like an animated joint. But now, like I mean, she's been doing stuff, but it was just like I just remember, like as far as like TV, like she was just involved in a lot of stuff. Yeah. And but yeah, like the uh the Mindy Project was 2012 through 2017. That was 17, well 117 episodes. Excuse me. Um. But yeah, like okay, I mean yeah, she's still she's still she's still rocking. My bad, my bad. She's still doing yeah. the damn thing. Yeah, she doing no, do No, I like I like Lizzie Kaplan though. Um, she, she didn't really get to she didn't really get to get her shit off on this movie though. Um, she mm. was more she was more reserved than this, but like, but she is very funny. Like to me, no, she she is wild, dude. To me, she made. Now you see me too. Like I don't think now you see me too would have been good if she wasn't in it. Like she killed that mm-hmm. role to me. But um, but she wasn't really able to like really get her shit off in this movie. But um, mm-hmm. because she got like that type of funny where it's like where she's like very sarcastic, but that shit come off funny. Like she's one of those yeah. type of people, but she didn't really get to do it that much in this. But um, but to me. This movie is fucking hilarious. And then it gives you everything. It gives you because like we didn't even talk about the whole downfall part of when they got in the damn subway and then that's when they aired everything out where they called Chris out for using steroids. They called Ethan out for not, you know what I'm saying, using his music and just basically wasting his life. But the person that didn't get called out was Isaac though. <laughs> he was like the only one. Well, Isaac was the only one that had his shit together. I mean, yeah. I mean, he was even though he was the highest. He was married. Yeah, he was married. He had kids. You know what I'm saying? He had a he had a nice little house and everything. Like he he was the one that had his shit together. Like, um, what's Anthony Mackie character name? Um, Chris. Chris. Yeah, Chris was. He was so busy still trying to be accepted and still trying to. Fight, you know what I'm saying? Fighting there in the spotlight, and then Joseph Gordon Levitt's character was so caught up in his trauma 
that, you know what I'm saying, really the person that was really keeping all this shit together was Isaac. If you this really think about it, it, because they was coming to Isaac's party. True, and Isaac was the middleman. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. Chris was talking to him about Ethan, and Ethan was talking to him about Chris. So he was like the middleman. Because mm-hmm. remember, like there was some scenes where he was like, "I like, don't say nothing." You know what I'm saying? Because he knew if this come out, you know, it's gonna be a big thing. So even though he was the highest person, but then at the same time, it the way it seemed, it seemed like he didn't really drink anymore. Really. He didn't really do any drugs because I don't think his wife would have gave him all of those drugs if it wasn't the last time that they were doing this whole Christmas, this friend Christmas thing. So she was cool enough to give him all of these drugs and stuff because she was like, you know, I'm going to let you go ahead and get this wild out, get this out of your system. But I don't think she expected yeah. for this motherfucker to, to be in the church throwing up in she the middle 100, of She 100%. <laughs> They expected him to take all that shit. He had cocaine in there. That nigga had Molly pills. That nigga had mushrooms, acid, DMT was in there probably. That nigga had everything, bro. She expected that nigga to be in the lost and found at somebody's school the next morning. Wow. This motherfucker <laughs> that said lost and found. Yes, that was a lot of shit, bro. But I will say, as cool as it was, it was also, at the same time, irresponsible. Because I don't think you're supposed to be taking all of that shit. Like, she should have maybe got him, like, three drugs. Got him some weed. You know what I'm saying? Got him some Molly. Maybe some shrooms. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't, you don't put, like, everything in there. It's just, like, I don't know how much your heart can take. <laughs> like, I mean, the weed, you can toss the weed out. Weed is weed. But all of that mm-hmm. other shit... It's like, yo, I don't know how much, I don't know how much drugs your body and your heart can take. Man, you just gotta drink water. People, public service announcement: Do not listen to Scoots Brothers. <laughs> do not go you out take and as many take drugs as you want. You just gotta drink water, baby. Tell me. Look, I'm I'm gonna be the responsible person on this podcast <laughs> and say, do not do that. Water is no, not going to save yeah, you. Absolutely, do do not do not do drugs at all. If you you know what I'm saying. Now, if you are already doing drugs, then you understand how vital water is. But if you don't do drugs, just don't worry about it. You like you you could have got on that train a long time ago, and you missed it. And it's not the time to jump on late. True, true. Don't don't be but like then, don't be like uh, Chris. Yeah, don't be like Chris, man. Look, if you ain't if you ain't got it now, don't get me wrong. Like the thing, I think when it comes when it comes to steroids, it how do I say this? At the end of the day, yes, you are cheating yourself. And if you're able to look in the mirror and be fine with that, that's on you. But then at the same time, because you know, I've heard, you know, countless conversations of like people talking about baseball players and shit, right? And they were saying that mm-hmm. the one problem about today, not not the best era of baseball, we're talking about today. They're saying that there aren't like you could take 
like you can get caught doing PEDs, right? So let's say you get like you get either there's two ways to look at it. You either get a deal and then they find out later you was taking PEDs, or you taking PEDs to get a deal. Like there's right. no consequences. Like they don't take money. Like they they suspend you, yeah. But it's just like if I'm making if I'm making ten million dollars a year. I start making P. I start taking PEDs, and then I get a contract extension, and now I'm making forty. And it's like, okay, well, you suspended for a year, but when you come back, you still make it forty. It's like, eh, it's kind of worth it. Yeah, it ain't that bad. <laughs> like, yeah, like I'm sorry, like I I made myself thirty more million a year by taking PEDs. So it's just like I don't yeah. know how bad that's gonna make you feel. But then at the same time, like there's some people that might be like, man, you know what? I gave it all I had. And this is the only athletic ability that I have. I, I was in the league for eight years, and I never could start. It just is what it is. But mm-hmm. I, I just think, I just think it. I think it depends on the person. I think I really think it depends on the person. It's easy for me to sit here and say it now and be like, you know, I never got to get where I wanted to go. But I think yeah. that if I would have took drugs and it really would have took me to that next level, I'd have been like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when I look in the mirror, it was like I just didn't have it. You know what I mean? Well, and it's just like I. It it depends. It depends on what kind you take it to. Yeah, because well, my thing like I'm in the middle when it comes to PEDs for certain things, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you're taking PEDs after you got injured and you're taking them to speed up your recovery, I'm like, yeah, I don't really see the problem with that. Because if if you're if you're willing to damage your body even more to speed up the process to get back on the field or the court or whatever the case may be, it's like okay. But I mean, but if you're taking it, you know what I'm saying, if you are a third stringer and you like, you know what I'm saying, let me start taking these PEDs now all of a sudden you start it. It's like okay, that's yeah. a little different, but I like I don't see why they ban them. Like for especially like the NFL, for the NFL to really, when it comes to shit like that, they don't give a shit about their players. And for them to be like, we're going to we're going to ban these substances, but at the same time, if if it's because I remember people was. Um, Okay, so I got a question for you. Now, y'all, I swear, this is still okay. movie-related. When, after Peyton Manning had that neck surgery, I don't know if you mm-hmm. remember this, but there was a controversy oh, around him. Yeah, because they said that, that PEDs were being sent to his house, but it was in his wife's name and mm-hmm. all this little stuff or whatever. Do you take that away? Like, do you take anything away from Peyton Manning? Where if like, I'm not saying he did it, I'm just saying like if the rumors were true and that those PEDs were for him, would you be like, would you look back at his career yeah. and be like, maybe Peyton Man wasn't that good, maybe he was taking PEDs those time? Definitely not, because you okay. got to remember like, so this is my thing. First and foremost, they could be prescribed or whatever. I'm more than likely they were prescribed, but. If my doctor gives me these PEDs or these drugs to take and they just so happen to be on the PED list, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
I'm sure that the organization knew that's what, you know what I'm saying, that's what he was getting. They probably was just looking at it like, well, shit, he using it for his neck. It ain't like he using it to, you know what I'm saying, go out there and lift a thousand tons. He doing it so he can heal up his neck to get out here and play football. You know what I mean? I think intent should matter as well, too. Not just the fact that, you know what I'm saying, you use a PD. For Anthony Mackey's purpose or Chris's purpose, he definitely should get judged 100% because he using this shit to be best friends with Tommy Owens and, and that type of <laughs> shit. He wasn't using it. <laughs> he wasn't using it for good intent. Like, he wasn't trying to come back from a knee injury or something. He wasn't doing none of that shit. He was just doing some, some weird bullshit, man. And he just was too happy being this dude's flunky, man. Yeah, I, I I didn't I didn't like I didn't like that either. And then like, I've seen a friend be one way in front of me, and then get around, mm-hmm. you know, other type people, and then it's like, yo, like you totally different, dude. Like in front of these people, like like. I've been, dude, I've been to so many college campuses, like, back in the day, right? Like, to go visit mm-hmm. friends, whether whether it's, like, I had a friend that was at Coastal Carolina. I went down there to go visit him, spend a weekend with him. You know, I told you about my Clemson days. You know what I'm saying? I went to Tennessee to go, you know, uh, hang out with Sinclair for a weekend and shit like that. I used to go to Gardner Webb because my cousin went there. So I've been to a lot of places, yeah. and it was like, I go to these places, and it's like, I ain't gonna say who the person is, but it's like, yo, this ain't you. You know right. what I mean? It's like when right. when we chilling, you know, you you one way, but it's like we get in front of these people, you know what I'm saying? And you different, mm-hmm. and like that's what he was, and it was just like I thought that I thought it was just, to me when I saw it, I was like, that's super coin. Like, that is really yeah. really coin to be that way, and I'm glad he ended up getting called out. But at the same time, he called out Ethan for what he was doing too. So, I mean, come on, dude. Ethan was thirty-three years old playing the F. Yo, when he told him to do the F face, yo, that was hilarious. When he told him to do yeah, the F, uh, the F face, and it's just like, yeah, man. There's certain jobs where it's just like, you know, it ain't working. Look, man, look, <laughs> I'm sorry, and this is no disrespect, but you know what? They don't really do this anymore. Um, and I used to see it a lot a couple years ago. I don't really see it anymore. But mm-hmm. I don't know if they did this up in Ohio. I'm pretty sure they did. Like, let's say, for instance, Little Caesars or whatever, right? And you had a mm-hmm. one guy with the sign, you know, and you had this spinning the sign and trying to tell you to come in and get the hot and ready or whatever. Like, dude, yeah, never a day in my life will you ever see me outside spinning the sign. Can't do it. You never, <laughs> like, you never- I can't. <laughs> you never spin it. You'll never be a sign spinner. No. Would you have did it? Would you have did it straight out of high school? The thing, no. In high school, maybe. Out of high school, nah. Nah. Okay, so, so it, I've only seen one dude be that talented. Uh, being a uh, sign spender. Everybody else is just a sign holder. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Um. It was he was the only person I've ever seen spin the sign. Um. But everybody else would either have like the sign on the front, the sign on the back with the straps on it, 
where they had yeah. like the big the the big um poster on the stick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like when you go, you know, to the rallies and you see the one like Jesus is coming back, the world is gonna <laughs> say like something like that. I've seen those. And then I seen somebody just holding the sign like that, you know what I'm saying, trying to point to the place. But the crazy part is, is that when they like when you driving down the street, they they like two blocks away from the store and they, you know what I'm saying, like they would in the vicinity of the store, but they're like super far away from the store. And then like the store always got that little thing that do like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, uh, like in like in note. Yeah, they always got that. So yeah, I don't know. I, I it depends on what it's paying, right? I ain't gonna lie to you. Nah, fuck I ain't gonna be able to spin that shit, but unless they got like a handle on the other side and do all the tricks with it, but. Outside of that, yeah, it depends on what it pays. Okay. Is it, if that okay. motherfucker's paying $40 an hour, I'd be spending the fuck out of that time. Man, listen, not, that's the whole point of it, man. To get somebody to go out there for $25. So so you dressing up as an elf. And that man tell you the reason you ain't getting nothing off your tray because you ain't doing the elf face. You doing the elf face? I don't even know what the elf face is, sir. <laughs> That would have been my response. What is the okay, show me the elf face and I'll try my best to imitate you? That's what I would have did. But I mean, he made the right move technically because if he would have never, you know what I'm saying, not made the elf face, he wouldn't have been back there with them codes. He would have never got the tickets. Yeah, that is hilarious. And then it just happened to be three tickets. Yeah, three tickets to the <laughs> most famous party that they've been waiting on forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, come yeah. on, bro. And he straight up quit. My guy, like he, he didn't spend another second in that cover. For a party, <laughs> he didn't quit for a job. He didn't quit for another opportunity. This motherfucker quit for a party, bro. Trash yeah. human being. He don't care about man. Life. No, he definitely don't care about life. All he cared about, hey, he was like um. He was like Marcus and Willie, man. Like they just look. He just only looked forward to Christmas, man. That was it. Like that was it. That was, that was his whole. That was his whole year. So actually, the Ethan character, he's a bad. That's a bad character. Like Ethan, yeah, he sucks pretty bad. And then to put a girl in a predicament to go up there, yo. First of all, for Miley Cyrus to be the fucking cameo right yeah. and then he was like yo he's like my he's like man my friend man she really loves you my you miley cyrus she's like stop calling me miley cyrus he's like what do you want me to call you <laughs> call me hannah he's like she's like, i'm kidding she's like i'm drunk as fuck <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo. Yeah. yeah that shit was funny man because like at that time dude that that version of miley cyrus if i'm not mistaken that was the rapper that was Miley, Cocaine Cyrus, Miley. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was Cocaine Miley. But this was the Miley that was rapping with Lil Wayne and shit, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I thought that Miley. that was the time. Yo, that when was a wild time. Her, when she was rapping about her Jordans. Yo, and she had that Jordan like onesie on. Yo. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, what is going on with the rap world right she now? Like, when she had that when she had that Jordan onesie, that onesie jersey on, bro, she looked like a Chinese finger trap. (laughs) 
Yo. Yo, boy, that was a time, boy. That was a time, boy. That was hilarious. Cocaine Molly made me fall in love with Molly Cyrus as an entertainer, bro. I was like, yeah, if she ever get back on cocaine, it's lit. Can you imagine her and Kanye at the same time? Oh, my God. Man. I want to be a I want to be a fly on the wall in that room. For sure, I'm telling you, man. These celebrities, bro, that's what they got to do, man. They got to get out here and do some cocaine. Wow, they shit going up. Well, I look. It's true. I, I'm not. I mean, look. I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I am not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I am staying out of this. I feel because you. think about all the think about all of. Uh, the the um, think about all the celebrities you know, right? Uh huh. All the great ones, all the great ones that we know of. How many of yeah. them? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, look, the most famously, um, you know, what I'm saying you got Richard Pryor. Um, and, and he look, was killing look how shit. He, look how he shot up to the top. This is true, Richard Pryor. Uh, you know, what I'm saying you got Miley Cyrus. You got a. Uh, I mean, shit. They say everybody was doing that shit at Studio Fifty Four. So I mean, mm-hmm. that adds that mm-hmm. adds so many names. Look, I'm sorry, dude. If I could go back to a time, mm-hmm. like if you could put me in a time castle, they'd be like, "Yo, we're gonna send you somewhere for a month. Where you want to go and what time period, dude? It's got to be the '70s in Los Angeles, so I can go Studio Fifty Four. I'm telling you, that shit looked like it was fun as fuck. I'm sorry. That looked like yeah. they had so much fucking fun up in Studio 54, man. And some of the stories, dude, they got stories. They got docs. They got movies. There's so much shit surrounded around Studio 54 around that time. I'm trying to tell you, man. I want to be up in there. Yeah. Excuse me. I want to be up in there, man. It seemed like they had so much fun. And this is before this whole fitting all shit going on, man. Yeah. They didn't even, they didn't even go to the I I'm not doing time travel. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, man. I know I know this shit sound cool, but that shit is cool for everybody else. As a black man, I'm not going nowhere near the past. <laughs> I mean, that was like it'll be just my luck. My shit malfunction, and I end up instead of trying to go. <laughs> The motherfucking 19, <laughs> 1986. <laughs> I fuck around and end up in goddamn uh, 1886. 1886. Oh, <laughs> man. Hey, boy, you stupid. 1786? Fuck no. Yeah, no, I'm cool, bro. Oh, man, you stupid. Fuck, man. Yeah, you gotta nah, think, you gotta think about those things. Like to me, that's the type of like that's the type of stuff you gotta think about when you uh, doing like time travel and shit. Like all these black dudes be like, man, I'll go back in time and I'll whoop their ass. Nah, yeah, right, would, man. First and foremost, you don't know what the what the terrain is like, so you don't even <laughs> have the right team on the fight. <laughs> it <laughs> ain't even that, man. These motherfuckers be working, be in fields and shit all day, right? You're not fighting that motherfucker, man. And then, like, I just think, like, the people that think, like, that naive, 
don't realize mm-hmm. how tight knit they had that shit. It's just like, okay, you're gonna run away. Where the fuck are you gonna go? There ain't and no buses, ain't no cars. By the time exactly. The That's what I'm saying. It's just like y'all think that y'all can just go back and be like, you're gonna be the one that's so different that you're gonna change, you're gonna change mm-hmm. history because you that one person because man, you wouldn't make it out of county. Hey, but that should be like uh that should be like uh in life when Claude and Ray had snuck out that first <laughs> Yeah, bro, get fucked up. We gotta burn some shit down to get out. Hey, brother. Man, so you ready for the fire flames, bro? Yes, sir, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yoga fire. Yoga flame. All right, man. So what we got? Uh, for me, cast was good. You know, uh, I think that. This was, in my opinion, not that he hasn't had anything funny as of late, but I just really haven't seen anything that he has done really as of late. But, you know, this was a time when Seth Rogen was killing shit, so Seth Rogen killed it. Uh, I like Joseph. Um, he got he got a pretty good IMDB, man. Um, he's he's really slept on. Joseph's doing the thing. Anthony Mackie, he just been, you know, he just been the dude. Like he's yeah, just so he been in a lot of shit. Land, so he ain't doing yeah. shit right now. Uh definitely. So uh the cast was good. like I said, I like Molly Kaplan. Not Molly. Damn, now I'm getting that Lizzie Kaplan. Um Mindy. I like I like her. So what? You talking about Mindy Kaplan? No, no, no. I said it wrong. I meant to say uh Lizzie, the one that played Lizzie, uh okay. Joe. Yeah, like uh, I like her. So the cast was good. I thought the story was good. Um, I think it was just non-realistic enough to where, okay, like, yeah. And like I said, the whole part when my man said, I think I deserve my wings. Now he got wings and he flew away at the end. That was mm-hmm. hilarious. Um, but I'm going to give it, especially when we, if we're going to rate this as Christmas movies, I'm going to give this a 4.5, man. Like, I enjoy going back and watching this. So I'm going to give it a 4.5. Okay, so we connected a lot because I was kind of in the battle between giving this a four and a half or a five. And the only reason I say that is because, like you said, it's a Christmas movie. And that's what I think watching this, a lot of people tend to forget that this is a Christmas movie and not a Seth Rogen comedy. Even though it is a Seth Rogen comedy, it's more so of a Christmas movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's an actual moral in here. It's an actual storyline, plot. You know what I'm saying? The cast is amazing already. But yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm I'm on the same side, man. Four and a half. Cool deal. Same page today. Man, let's get into the coming soon. Coming soon to own on video and DVD. All right, what we got next, bro? Man, we got a movie that uh turned out to be a teardropper, man. Um, but it was something that they kept it going. Um, starring Tay Diggs. You got, I mean, everybody in here. Terrence Howard, man. You got Morris Chestnut. Man, you got the whole crew, mm-hmm. man. Neil Long, man. We got the best man's holiday. Um, yep. Now, they, they, 
It's what 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 are this I This might it? this might be the saddest one in the in the whole the, side. This is yeah, this is definitely the saddest one because old girl had cancer and she was trying to hide it and she ended up dying. Yeah. But um but for them to now to do a spin-off show and now you yeah, got to you do a show off of this. I have no idea. And they got everybody back for it too. Like I don't even know how you know what I'm not gonna get into that, but uh, we'll get into it on the episode. But the best man, how they like you right. said, yes, it's definitely the saddest one. Like it still had its funny yeah. moments, but it was definitely the saddest one for the simple fact of like, if I'm not mistaken, this was was this the third one or was it was this the second one? Hey man, don't give me a line because I can't because I can't remember. But anyway, it was yeah, it was it Car was, may it was be def- revoked because because of this movie. Nah, man, you'll be all right. But uh, <laughs> I've never seen this movie. Oh shit, you never seen it? Oh man, not all oh, man. I seen this shit in chunks. Wow, that's gonna be interesting. I'm really gonna, I'm really gonna want to know your take after you see this. So yeah, this this is gonna this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm watching this joint with Virgin Eyes. Well, not not all the way Virgin Eyes, but some type of Virgin Eyes. <laughs> Why am I thinking of Dirty Dancing? Saying Hungry Eyes. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. No, I just I seen like bits and pieces. That's how I knew you know saying she had cancer because I seen like bits and pieces. Uh, from somebody else watching it, so yeah, man, that's what we got for you guys next episode. Y'all stay tuned, you know what I'm saying? I know y'all gonna want to talk some stuff about what we talking about, especially if you've seen uh, the movie we had today, the night before. You guys definitely want to talk about a few things, but if y'all noticed some stuff that we didn't point out, or whatever the case may be, hit us up on Instagram, on Twitter at ViewAnonPod. Hit us up on Facebook, VA Pod Watch Group. Feel free to come in there, contact us and all that good stuff. Learn some more about the pod. Learn some more about us. You know, that's how we roll. And um, listen, you know what I'm saying? Uh, if you'd like to um, hit me up, I'm at Scoots Bronson on Twitter. And I got a link to in my bio. You can find me everywhere else there. And y'all can find me at S.Foster8 on Instagram. And on Twitter at 28 Minutes or Less Pod. That is just on Instagram. Follow the podcast 28 Minutes or Less on all major platforms. Like I said at the beginning of this podcast, Scoots Bronson came on with me to give our album end of the year album reviews. We gave our top 10 albums of the year. We had five in common. So uh, go check out and see what those five were. But uh, that's it. That's all I got. All right, so, you know what I'm saying, appreciate you guys, you know what I'm saying, for listening, appreciate you guys for tuning in, appreciate you guys for watching. Till the next episode, man, like they said, Hollywood, that's a wrap. Cut.